Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I know the Lord will fix it for me. I know the Lord will fix it for me. If I just hold to his hands, and live by his command, I know the Lord will fix it for me. I know the Lord will fix it for me. I know the Lord will fix it for me. If I just hold to his hand and live by his command, I know the Lord will fix it for me. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty, the precious name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, headquarters, Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome each of you to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We do greet each of you today, uh, various countries that are represented, various uh, houses of God are represented. God bless you. We greet you all in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Uh, we want to take a look at something today, children of God. The Lord just kind of placed in my spirit. And I think it will be uh, a great blessing to you. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, see what God has in store for us today. But the Lord uh, had directed my attention to the book of Matthew, chapter 4 and verse 19. Matthew, chapter 4 
and verse 19. Jesus said to his disciples, he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Two things. Follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. We're going to work from a theme this afternoon. Follow me, I will make you. Follow me, I will make you. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We appreciate you today, Heavenly Father, for another beautiful day that you have made. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. Father, we pray for all of your people around the world. We pray, Father, that you will continue to bless us, that you will continue to lift us, open our eyes of understanding, open our minds, Father. May we walk in your blessings. May we walk in obedience to your word to your statutes, and to your command. Father, we pray that you speak to us today. Use these earthly bodies to speak a word to your people that will bless them, will edify, strengthen, and encourage them. Father, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, which we have grievously committed against you. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you continue being patient with us, Continue leading and guiding us in your paths of righteousness that we might be and become the children, the people that you desire. This is our prayer. We count all of these things done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. Let God's people say Amen. Amen and amen. Again, we greet each of you. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well this day. I know that God has something to say to each of us uh, as we search his holy scripture. Follow me and I will make you. Matthew chapter 4 verse 19. Follow me. I will make you. Praise the living God. As we look at Matthew chapter 4 verses 18 through 22 we see our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing for his ministry. I want to encourage you, children of God, and you you will see this pattern throughout the scriptures in the lives of God's great men and great women. But 
most anything in life, there are three phases. I pray you remember this and you keep this in mind in each of your endeavors. There is the preparation for the endeavor. There is the endeavor itself or the job itself. And then there is reflection or a look back on the job that has been done. My prayer for each of you under the sound of my voice that as you go about your various activities in various countries and various nations, that you will keep these three phases in mind. Preparation. Whatever job that you and I are called to do, there is a preparation. Oftentimes, men and women fail in their endeavor because they do not take the time to adequately prepare. I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, that whatever you feel God is leading you to do or whatever you feel God wants you to do, you have to be prepared for it. Oftentimes, individuals miss out from God or they don't receive from God because they never took the time to prepare. Jesus was preparing for the ministry that God had called him to. Now, my spirit is going to the wise and the foolish virgins. You all know the parable. Five wise virgins, five foolish virgins. They both were virgins. They both had their lamps. They were both looking for or expecting the bridegroom. The difference was, my brother and my sister, the wise virgins took oil along with their lamps. The foolish virgins did not. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand today? The foolish virgins only missed one thing that caused them to miss their blessing. May you not miss one thing that will cause you to miss your blessing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May we make sure that we have everything in place, everything that we are prepared for, make sure that it is in place. The foolish virgins were just missing one thing. They were just missing oil. And they had everything else. They were virgins. They were waiting for the bridegroom. They were waiting. You know, they, 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 all kinds of things, but they missed one thing. My spirit goes to the rich young ruler. How he had kept so many of the commands in the scripture, but Jesus told him, one thing you lack. Go sell all your riches. Give it to the poor. Then come follow me and you will have Riches in heaven. The Bible says he went away from Jesus sad because he had great wealth. So children of God, 
My encouragement today is that we take preparation. Because, see, God takes preparation very seriously. Now, we may take it seriously. We may not think it's that big a deal. But God is taking preparation very seriously. Preparation in your marriage. Preparation in your finances. Preparation in your ministry. Preparation. Take the time to prepare well. Then do the job. Prepare well. Do the job well. Then look back at your work. Even God, after he had created man and created uh, animals and creeping things and plants, way back in the book of Genesis, God looked back over his work and said it's good and very good. Look back over your work. Whatever God has given you to set your hands to do, and you've done it, you've completed Look back over your work. We are, we are humans. We make mistakes. I, each one of these broadcasts that I do, I go back and listen to it. Why? Because we're humans. We make mistakes. Maybe I didn't quote a scripture just right. Maybe I didn't give the chapter and verse just right. Maybe I didn't say it just right. Look back over your work. And as we do those three things, prepare, do the job, Reflect, prepare, do the job, and reflect. As we uh, get used to those three facets of doing a job, we will improve in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Praise the living God. So, as Jesus was preparing for his Galilean ministry. Bible says in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, that Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee. Scripture says he saw Two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. Now, they were just, you know, they were fishermen, and this is one of the things fishermen did. They cast their net into the sea to see what, what they could catch. But what these two great men of God did not realize and did not understand, they've been casting their net into the sea for years. We don't know how long they were fishermen. They, but they, this was something that they were doing and were used to doing. Always keep in mind, child of God, that God has always had on his mind preparing you and I for the work that he wants us to do in ministry. Some of you all, under the sound of my voice, children of God, you have not even, you don't even know what God wants you to do in ministry. You haven't even started ministry. You have that. But God, 
I'm here to let you to know today that God is preparing you now for what he wants you to do in ministry. You say, Apostle, what, what, are, you, what are you driving at? Well, look at our scripture. Simon, Peter, and his brother Andrew were casting a net into the sea. And, 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 you know, why did they choose to be fishermen? Why didn't they choose to be farmers? Or why didn't they choose to be blacksmiths or something? They chose to be fishermen. Now, what God has in my spirit is that long before they were ever selected as disciples, selected as apostles, God knew what their destiny was. God was directing them way back before they even knew that they were going to be called for his work. Look at what the Bible says. They were casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen, not farmers, not blacksmiths, not, not they were fishermen. But look at what Jesus said. He said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. You were fishermen. Jesus said, if you follow me, I'm going to make you fishers of men. In other words, children of God, their destiny was to follow Jesus and to do that which was very similar to what they had been doing before. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to let us know? Don't be surprised if God doesn't call you in ministry to do something very similar to what he already had you doing just about all your life or for a greater portion of your life. You say, Apostle, how are you going to say this? How do you know? I, I think about what the Lord has me doing now. And many of my students uh, make, contact me and, and make mention of this. For years, 15 good years, I was a coach training young people how to take care of their body in physical education, how to eat right, how to take care of their bodies. I was a, a how to participate in sports and to play. God still has me coaching, but he has me coaching in the gospel, coaching in the word of God. So, child of God, don't be surprised. See, look, look let me explain something to you. God knows your end and my end, even though we don't know our end. God knew that these disciples were one day going to leave their profession as fisher men and become fishers of men. God says, I know the end from the beginning, from ancient times. What is yet to come? Follow me and I will make you. Now, this is what we want to focus in on, children of God. 
our following of Jesus, as we decide and make the conscious effort, the conscious decision to follow Jesus, part of his reward to us for following him is that he makes us into something that we were not before. Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Part of our reward for following Jesus is that he will make us into something that we were not before. Follow me, and I will make you. I'm hearing the Lord speak in my spirit now to tell his people, follow me and I will make you. God said, some of you I will make courageous that were scared. Some of you I will make financially uh, prosperous when you were broke. But, but rest assured, God's child, that when you follow him, he will make you and me into something special. Follow me and I will make you. Now, Jesus said, look, Jesus said, tell my, I'm hearing the Lord speak in my spirit. Now, he said, now tell my people, Robert, if they don't follow me, all bets are off. If they don't follow me, God says that because I'm a covenant God, if they don't follow me, I am not bound to make them into anything. But if they follow me, if they follow me. I'm hearing God say, I will make you into something extraordinary. I will make you into something. Now, see, what we got to understand is this, children of God. This is why the adversary does not want you and I to follow Jesus. You, you know the devil don't want you to follow Jesus. And this is why, because he knows that when we make the decision to follow the Lord, the Lord has to make us into something special. And adversary does not want you or me to be anything special. But I see you as something special in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. As we follow Jesus. Jesus said, Jesus said, and he said to them, follow me. See, Jesus said, look, the whole thing starts with you following me. The whole covenant begins with you and I following Jesus. Follow me. That's the decision you have to make. And I will make you Jesus said, that's a decision that I will make. Okay. All right, children of God. Let's let's look at this because the Lord is the Lord has given us something powerful today. When we make the proper decision in regards to the Lord, He in turn makes a proper decision in regards to us. Well, oh, man, the Lord is flooding my spirit now with, with scriptures. Because you remember, God is a covenant God. 
which means that if we do our part, then he's going to do his part. God says, tell my people, give, and it shall be given unto them. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. But it all starts with you. Listen to me, my brother and my sister. If you keep doing, you keep doing the same thing, don't be surprised if you keep receiving the same thing. God is calling for you and I to step out, to launch out by faith. He's calling for you and I to move first. See, a lot of us want, want God to move. Lord, if you give me a million dollars, I'll bless the church. I'll, God said, you ain't blessing the church right now with the little bit you are making. A lot of us are looking for God to move first when God is looking for you and I to move first. I encourage you, child of God, move first in the name of Jesus. Look at, look at, what, the script, look at what Jesus said. Follow me. Jesus said, you make the first move. Jesus said to them, follow me. Jesus said, I know what I'm going to do if you follow me. But you got to follow me first. Follow me and I will make you. Not ask me to make you and then you make the decision to follow me. Uh-uh. See, that that's where we that's where some of us get confused. We keep waiting for God, waiting for I'm waiting on the Lord, I'm waiting on the Lord, and He waiting on you. Make the first move, my brother and my sister. Launch out by faith. Then he said to them, praise God, praise God. I see the, the comments coming in. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you. Now, some of us don't want to follow Jesus. Some of us want to keep doing what we want to do, keep doing what we think is best, keep doing it the way we think it ought to be done, and we wonder why it's not changing. What God is not doing extra special things to us or through us or for us. God said, you need not following instructions. Lord said, follow me. Listen to me, children of God. When, when, when any one of us as children of God, when we really follow God, I'm not talking about playing church and I'm not talking about playing around with him. When we really start following God, he's going to do something extra special in your life. I'm a living witness. Man, children of God, listen to me. I, in the last three years, I've been in 29 countries. In the last three years. Just traveled to four or five countries the last couple of months and just had a stroke. I'm like, come on, Lord. Now, what is it? Been in places in this world, places so beautiful, and saying, Lord, look at all in Oh my gosh! The the border between China and and uh, oh my god! Oh, riding trains all across India, sailing in boats all across past Jamaica and down into Central America. When God said, "Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me." God says, I know what's in you following me. God says, if you follow me, I got good stuff for you. 
If I got follow, if you follow me, I'll take you some places. If you follow me, I'll show you some things. But you got to follow me. I want to encourage as many as you and many children of God as under my voice today as as can hear me. Follow Jesus. The Lord said, "Follow me, and I will make you." Jesus said, "I will make you." See, some of us trying to make ourselves. We're gonna make ourselves into better fathers. We're gonna make ourselves into better mothers. We're going we gonna to make ourselves. I've even heard this, and this is the craziest thing I think I've ever heard. When, when witnessing with individuals and trying to get them to come to Jesus, they have told me, uh, Pastor, let me get myself together first. Then I'm going to come to the Lord. I, and, and in my mind, I've been like, now how do you plan to get yourself together without the Lord? That's a trick of the adversary. We got to come to the Lord to get ourselves, and then he will get us together and empower us, rather, to get together. You can't get together without Jesus. If that was the case, there was no need for him to die on a cross. But he died on the cross that you and me might be, might come back together. He died. He gave his life so that you and me to get together. I encourage you today. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Now, if you follow him just now, now high. And don't just follow him a little bit. Follow him wholeheartedly. See, because God said that's another thing. Some of my people are following me just a little bit, Robert. They go into church on Sunday. And then they wonder why some of them are starving to death spiritually. The church was not set up by God to go on Sunday. That's what men are doing. The church was set up in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, with the early apostles and the early saints meeting every day. My encouragement to you, child of God, find you someplace where you can get the word of God every day. So I'm hearing some of you in the spirit saying, Apostle, that's why we tune in into your broadcast every day. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. The early apostles, they preached and taught God's word every day. Read it for yourself. Now, don't take my word for it. I heard one of my sons the other day. I was sharing some very unpopular truths about tithing in the scripture. And I shared with the saints that nowhere in the scripture, not one single scripture, did God ever command anybody to tithe on money? Some of you all are shocked. But go back and check it out in the Word of God. Now, now you've got a lot of men that will try to explain and try to fix it up. But nowhere in the Scripture, nowhere from Genesis to Revelation, will you find God commanding anybody to tithe on money. Tithing was an instruction that was given in regards to what their flocks, what their herds, and what their fields produce. And I shared this with some saints the other day, and, and you know, I know a number of saints went back and checked it out and found out it was just like just like the apostle said, because I'm not planning to get up here and tell you anything that's not in scripture. If I don't have we have a saying here at the Christian Center. If there is not book, chapter, and verse, verse to support that revelation or that uh, uh, that you preaching, 
Forget it. When Jesus dealt with Satan 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, Jesus opened up with the same three words. Every time Satan presented something, Jesus came back with, it is written. Now, you want to be led astray? You want to get into some false doctrine? You want to get into some stuff that God will end up rebuking you or chastising you for? Slip away from what's written. Get away from what is written. But I encourage you, children of God, stick with what is written. Stick with what the my my, my people talk about. You know, oftentimes my spiritual father was my grandfather. As a young Christian, when you know, uh, before I was saved, I could not stand. This man of God, I oh my God, seemed like he knew everything that I was doing, everything that I was into. I used to try to stay away from him. If he came to the right, I would go to the left. If he came in the house, I'd go out of the house. I was just didn't realize it was nothing but the the, the adversary that was leading me away from him. But once I got saved. I would be around him as much as possible. Every day I would go and just sit up under his anointed teachings. I'm 17, 17 years old. Grandfather was 77 years old, and he would just share the word of God with me. Sometimes I would go see him 8, 9 o'clock at night and stay with him until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Just listening, soaking up the word. And he would just preach, preach, preach the word, the word, the word, the word. But I remember one thing. There were so many things he shared with me as a young Christian. But one thing that he used to drill me on as a young Christian. He used to say to me, son, a lot of people are talking. A lot of people are talking. But what? does the Bible say? I want to share that with you all, and I pray that those words will be as much a blessing in your life as they have been in mine the last 40 years, close to 40 years. What does the Bible say? Now, in order for you and I to know what the Bible says, we got to study we can't just go off what somebody has told us or what has been passed down because then we become just like the Pharisees. What was the problem with the Pharisees and Jesus? They were going with the traditions of men. Jesus was going with the word of God. And anytime you've got those two opposing forces, you're going to have problems. Right today, when I'm dealing with Christians that want to go deal with the traditions of men rather than what the word of God says, we have a conflict. Same conflict Jesus had for uh, 2,000 years ago. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice, and I see as many of you from many different countries I see represented here, I'm seeing five different, different nations at least, is that you will not only know what the Bible says, you will stick with what the Bible says. may not be the most popular may not have the biggest congregation, may not be 
the most liked. But if you stick with the word of God, you will be the most blessed. My prayer for you, children of God, is that you will be the most blessed. Stick with the word. Stick with the word. Now, it's not always easy. You know, sometimes people will be very much against you and, and, and uh, stick with the word. Stick with the word. Because, you know, men do not have a heaven or a hell to put us in. Men can't do that. People can like you all they want to, and you can bust hell wide open. Or people can hate you all they want to, and God still say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up, and I'm going to make you ruler over many. So I encourage you, my brother and my sister, stick with God. Stick with his word. Stick with the truth. God says, if I be for you. God said, who who can be against you, Robert Bryan? Sometimes, you know, we don't share things. Man, listen, children of God. Now, some of you all are tuning in, and and I know you're getting blessed because the Lord is blessing me. But some of you all, you know, uh, are, are tuning in and uh, certain things you may have heard that you didn't believe or didn't sound right or went against what you had been taught growing up, but you went back and you studied. See, that makes me happy. I'm smiling. You went back and you studied. You went back and you dug down into the word. You you didn't just go with something. And you found out that, hey, hey, apostle was right. That is what the word says. And now what the Lord is, is flashing my spirit now, The Apostle Paul, one of the responsibilities of us as apostles, I see some of the apostles in here with me, and I praise God for your lives, my brother. Uh, One of our responsibilities of true apostles is to guard the church from error. One One of our primary responsibilities is to guard the church from error. In other words, when the church starts going off into some craziness or into something that is not in line with the truth of the gospel, it's our responsibility as apostles to bring the people of God back to the truth of God. Now, people of God may not always want to come back. That's, you know, But our responsibility is to tell them, much like what God gave Ezekiel. God said, I'm sending you to a hard-headed people. You have a responsibility to tell them. Now, they don't listen, whether God told Ezekiel, whether they listen or whether they fail to listen. That's, That's up to them. But you make sure you tell them. See, I don't want anybody that has that has come in contact with me, that has come in contact with the ministry that God has given me to share with the world. I don't want anybody, that, first of all, to go to hell, period. You know, just like God doesn't want anybody to go to hell, I don't want anybody to go to hell. 
But I don't want anybody to go to hell that has come in contact with this ministry and then be wondering, Apostle, why didn't you tell me? You knew all this stuff way back, and why didn't you tell me? Well, my brother and my sister, this is why I'm here every day. To tell my generation. See, you know, just as those of you that are in this room, the many of you that are born again believers, I, I, I see you, I see you. We know that Jesus Christ is Lord. We know that he's God's only begotten son, that he lived, bled, and died. We know that he, he, he came to the earth and that he's coming again. We know. So since we know certain things, certain truths. We have a responsibility to share with those who don't know. You got a lot of people, and now many of you all, all of you all that are that are here, right? That I can see right now, you on my list in Facebook, all right? But don't you know there's a lot of people on Facebook that don't know that Jesus Christ is Lord. You all know, so I want to encourage you. If this if this ministry, if this broadcast is a blessing to you. Get it and share it right on your page with your friends. I got close to, what, four or 5,000 friends, and I've shared. Now, if you share it with your four or 5,000, somebody else share it with their four or 5,000. See, we get, the, we get the gospel out. The gospel has got to be preached. Jesus is not even coming back until the gospel gets preached just where he wanted and just like he wanted. Now, we are either part of that solution to the world's problem, or we part of the problem. The solution to the world's problem is Jesus. If any, some of you all have problems in your marriage, problems in your finances, problems in your business, but listen, our solution is Jesus. Whatever our problem, Jesus is our answer. Whatever our question, Jesus is our answer. Praise the living God. All right. Let's let's look at this, children of God. Let's look at this. Um Matthew. Back to Matthew four and nineteen. Jesus said to them, Follow me. So now understand this, my brother and my sister. You are not gonna follow Jesus. You're not gonna follow the Lord and come out of it empty-handed. Just keep that in mind. Jesus didn't just say, follow me and just follow me. Uh-uh. Jesus said, follow me, and then something is coming your way. I want to encourage you, and I want to prophesy to you, children of God. Those of you that are following the Lord, that are following his word, that are something is coming your way. Something is coming your way. I, I My spirit keeps going back to is going to both of my deacons here uh these great men of god um apostle dan those of you that see me traveling all over the world and doing different things these great men and women of god uh are the ones that are are supporting me and making and helping make it possible for me to travel throughout the world and share the gospel but both of them are coming to my spirit because 
both of them were giving given prophetic words about the jobs that they are doing now. They both of them are very, very blessed. I don't even want to go into that, but they are very, very blessed financially, and I thank God for their lives. I love them. They help me go and travel and, and, and share the gospel in the four corners of the earth. But one of them I was talking to maybe five or six years ago. We were talking on the telephone uh, as he was a follower of our broadcast, much like many of you all are tuning into the broadcast. And he would follow the broadcast from his hometown about five or six hours away from here. And then he called me after the broadcast and began telling me about how the ministry and the broadcast was blessing him and how God was doing things to him and through him and for him. And I, we just praised God. But as we were communicating on the phone, the Lord spoke in my spirit just as clear as I am talking to you all now. And he said, tell this brother. We were talking. We were just talking on the phone here. And the Lord spoke in my spirit and said, tell this brother, that he is about to come into some money. And I shared that. I think, uh, uh, Apostle Dan, I think I shared that with a, a few members of uh, your church when I was with you in, in Akron, But the Lord just spoke in my spirit. Just, I, I mean, you know, all, all out of the, kind of out of the blue. And I shared it with him. Well, his offering a few Weeks after that, his offering had gone up considerably. And I was like, what is going on? He went from about $25 offering per week to about $400 offering per week. And I called him. I was like, well, bro, well, I'm not complaining, but uh, what's going on? He said, Apostle, you remember we were talking on the phone some time ago, and you told me the Lord said that I was about to come into a large sum of money, and I, I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's like, man of God, I'd be giving prophecies all day, just about every day. I can't remember. He said, anyway, Apostle, I just got a job that I had been trying to get for 14 years, and God has blessed me with it. A very high-paying job, and we praise God, and we rejoice. And he's been a faithful member, faithful contributor, Ever since. Now, I want to encourage the pastors that are under the sound of my voice. Listen, my brothers, we don't have to twist any scriptures to get money from God people. I'm telling you right now, anything we're telling God people that God did not say, we're going to have to give an account for it. Tell people what God say. Period. Preach the word. And, and and as we take care of God's people, as we feed God's sheep, feed God's lambs, take care of God's sheep, God's lamb, God will take care of us. Jesus told his disciples this, follow me. And keep in mind that your following of Jesus comes with an and. In other words, there's some more to that. We're not just following Jesus for nothing. We're following Jesus 
for something. We won't. Let's be honest. We following Jesus for something. I'm not just following the Lord just to be following the Lord. No, I want something out of this deal. You all are not coming in this broadcast just to be coming in this broadcast. You want to hear something. Every one of you that has come into this broadcast and has come into it or twice, you you coming in and you keep coming in because you want to hear something. Let me come in this broadcast and just be like this for an hour. Some of you all could not could not get out of this room fast enough. But because you are hearing something, I know what you're hearing. Now, some of you might not even know what you're hearing, but I know exactly what you're hearing. The words of eternal life. Jesus, watch this now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Jesus said, Robert, my disciples were not even following me for nothing. Let me say this again. Jesus said, my disciples, they were not following me for nothing. Jesus on one occasion asked his disciples if they wanted to leave too, up around John chapter 6, up around verse 68, 69, somewhere up in there, when many of Jesus' disciples turned and no longer followed him, Jesus looked at the 12 and said, you want to leave too? Peter spoke up and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Where are we going, Lord? It is you that have the words to eternal life. Now, listen, you might not know why you're in this room. But I know why you're in it, because I know what the Lord has placed within me. The words to eternal life. God's word is the are the words to eternal life. You and me. My brother and my sister, we are eternal beings. Listen, Apostle Dan, you will always exist. A billion years from now, you will exist. Prophet Napoleon, I see you in here. You will always exist forever. I will exist forever. We are eternal beings. Well, listen to me, children of God. Since we are eternal beings, we need eternal fuel. Listen, you all could be watching TV. You all could be uh, uh, listening to the radio. You could be chatting on fa- on Facebook or, or social media. But you have sacrificed your time to come in here. Why? Because the eternal fuel that you and I need to be these eternal beings that we are, which is the word of God, is is being offered. We are here to hear the word of God. I'm here too. Same, same way you all are here to hear what God got to say. I'm here. I want to hear what God got to say too because I don't know what he's going to say. Lord, give me one scripture. One scripture, children of God, and, and and I trust him to give an hour sermon. God, give me one scripture. Some of you all want an apostle, you be preparing. and it, No, I don't be preparing. I wait for the Lord to give me a scripture, tell me a topic, and that's it. And then we go. But he always delivers. And he will deliver for you as well. What God wants us to do, my brother and my sister, 
is to present our bodies as living sacrifices. Make ourselves available in order for him to use us. God said, just make yourself available, Robert. Let, let me let make yourself available. God said, I'll say what I want to say to my people. Because after all, you all are his people, not mine. You are not my people. The congregation here, you, the church here, it's not my church. It's, it's hey, God's. Let's get this thing right. I hope you pastors out there that are under, under the sound of me, it's not your church. It's God's. Jesus said, upon this rock shall I build my church. I hope you understand. It's God's church. Now, as long as we understand that, we keep doing a whole lot of crazy stuff. When you realize it's his church and not mine, God says, I, uh, I can use you. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and those who live in it. God says, I founded it upon the seas, Robert. I established it upon the waters. The question may be asked, who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in this holy place? God says, he that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false, he will receive blessings from the Lord, vindication from God his Savior. My prayer for you, children of God, every one of you, every one of you under the sound of my voice, is that you will receive blessings from the Lord. Blessings, blessings, blessings in your ministry. Blessings, blessings, blessings in your finances. Blessings, blessings, blessings in your marriage. Blessings, blessings from the Lord. Jesus said, follow me. Follow me. So children of God, look, what we want to do, we want to follow Jesus as closely and as tightly as we possibly can. I, I like to think that if I was in Jesus' day, I like to think I'd be like John. You know, John was known as the disciple whom Jesus loved. John be laid off. John, the dis disciples be having dinner. Jesus be talking. John be laid all back on Jesus' chest. Now, the Lord dealt with me on that. I was like, Lord, why John laid all back on your chest like that? When John, when you laid back on somebody's chest, your ear is very close to their mouth. So anything that comes out of your mouth, they hear it first. Praise God. I like to be, I like to think I'd be like John. Wherever the, the, the way I did my grandfather as a young Christian, I, 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 I like to think that I would, I would do Jesus much the same way. Give me, give me everything you got. When I finally came to my senses, because I was crazy, until I came, I was like the prodigal son. You know, the prodigal son was crazy, but when he came to his senses, he came back to the father. I came back to my grandfather, and I was trying to get every piece of wisdom, every ounce of knowledge and understanding that he had, every bit in my prayer, that you do the Lord like that. The Lord loves to see when we do him like that. Because he loves to give us his wisdom. He 
He loves to give us his knowledge. He loves to give us his understanding. Wow, wow, wow. My time has gotten away from me. All right, we already been an hour. But then Jesus said to them, let's let's get ready to close in. Follow me and I will make you. So I want to encourage you, child of God. You follow the Lord until he makes you. Follow the Lord until you keep following the Lord and let him make you. He'll make you. He'll make you into something that you were not before by following him. He will make you. Follow me and I will make you. With these disciples here, they just happen to be made fishers of men. But God says, I can make you into anything I want to make you. God, thank you, Holy Spirit. God made Joseph second in command in all Egypt, a former prisoner, a former convict. God made Esther queen over the nation. Of Israel, a former slave girl. God made David king of the nation of Israel, a former shepherd, a former that God will make you. I'm here to encourage you, my brother and my sister. I'm, I mean, follow God with everything you got, and God will make you into something extra special. He will make you into something that will have men looking at you and saying, wow. Whoa. You know, I, I think about a, a real excellent piece of uh, painting or real excellent sculpture and men and women just looking at it and marveling. That's what God will do when we follow him. When we follow him, God says, I'll make you fishers of men. Now, they had been fishermen. God said, I'll make you fishers of men. God will promote you, and God will make you. Look at this now. And my prayer is that you do just like these disciples. They immediately left their nets. They immediately. In other words, when they got this instruction from the Lord, what they had going, they hurried up and left it, left it behind. See, the problem is some of us still holding on to our nets. We're wondering why we can't be made into something special that God wants to make us into. God says some of you are holding on to your own nets. Instead of leaving your nets like these disciples did, you hold, you want to hold on. You want to hold on. You want to hold on. I encourage you, drop your nets and follow him. Drop that stuff you got going or that stuff you're doing and thinking about and trying to drop that mess. Drop that mess. Uh, what the Lord is bringing to my spirit now, and this is for my former students. I see one of my former students in here today. But uh, what I used to have to do with my with my students when I coached junior varsity basketball, this was in the ninth and tenth grade. Saints out of the country, we would have our high school or secondary school would be ninth. 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. We call it high school. You call call it secondary school. And I used to teach junior varsity, which would be the 9th 
and the 10th graders. And what I would have to do with some of my young players as they would come on to the junior varsity basketball team is I would have to break them of their old way of doing things and reteach them the new way or the correct way of doing things. I would make my, my players, they would have to, before practice, they would sit on the wall for about about 30 or 40 minutes and shoot with correct basketball shooting form up against the wall 100 times. 100 times. You say, Apostle, what, what are you, what is the parable? Well, that in essence is what God is doing with each one of us. He's breaking the old, old ways of talking, old ways of thinking, old ways of, of believing. God is breaking that nonsense up. And now he is showing us through his word, through his holy apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, he's showing us the correct way of doing things. Jesus, uh, some of Jesus's apostles were locked up for preaching and teaching the gospel. During the night, the angel went and unlocked went and unlocked the prison and let the apostles out of jail. And the angel told the apostles, go into the temple courts and teach the people the full message of this new life. Teach the people. I want to encourage as many pastors as are under the sound of my voice. I see many of you. If you don't have something going every day for your congregations, get something going. You might not have the whole church there. It might not be a whole lot of money raised. So don't, don't. But have something going for the people every day. Jesus did. He taught in the temple courts every day. The early apostles did. They taught in the temple courts. Every day, let me and you be teaching. Every day, Apostle Dan, every day, have something going. When I come back to Ghana, Apostle, you want you to tell my Apostle, we, we got something going every day, every day. Every day, we want to have something going. What time, Apostle? That's, that let the Holy Spirit lead you. You know, you might have half the congregation. You might have three or four people that show up in it. Be a blessing to God's people Every day, and God will continue and be an even greater blessing to you every day. Jesus taught the people every day in the temple course, not just on Sunday, not just on Bible study night, not just on special program, all this other nonsense that men have put together every day. Men and women need the word. Men and women need to hear from God. And we are the ones that God wants to use. We are ones that God has equipped, has fashioned, has formed, has configured to preach. Listen, listen to me, children. God, people going to hell every day. Lord, Lord said, that's right, Robert. P 
people are going to hell every day. Let them not be going on our watch, men of God, women of God. Let us do all that we can to steer as many as we can away from that place called hell. You remember you remember the, the rich man and Lazarus? Remember the rich man? He wasn't caring anything about God in, in this life, but when he went to hell, all of a sudden he would want to be an evangelist. Let Lazarus go and warn my brothers so that they do not have to come to this place. Now all of a sudden he is uh, ultra concerned about the things of God. Listen to me. Everybody that's in hell now is ultra concerned about the things of God. They may not have cared anything about the Lord in this life. They may have been just that deceived by the adversary. But we know better. We know that hell is real. Why are we acting like it's not? We know that Jesus is coming back. Why are we acting like it's not? Let us do all we can. I want to stand before the Lord and have done all I could. Father, I've done all I could to try to steer as many people away from hell as possible. I want the Lord to say, well done, Robert. All right, you did well. I want to be standing before the Lord and the Lord be like, why you didn't try to turn people away from hell? Uh, 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 uh. No, children of God. We know what God wants. God does not want people to go to hell. Well, then my thing is, Lord, that's all I need to know. If you don't want people to go to hell, then let me do all that I can in this life while the breath of life is in this mortal body to do all that I can to steer them away. My prayer for you, my brother and my sister, that you will do all that you can to turn as many as you can away from this place called hell. God says, Robert, tell my people it's a terrible place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. God says, Robert, the skin worm does not die. Men and women are crying out in agony in this place. God says, I know how terrible the place is, Robert, because I made the place. And I made it terrible. Did not intend for my men and women to go. It was created for the devil and his angels. But if they will not listen to me, I have no choice but to send them there. And God says, I'm the only one that can send anybody to hell. Angels can't send anybody to hell. The devil can't send anybody to hell. Demons can't send anybody. God says, I'm the only one that has power to cast both soul and body into hell. Thanks. See, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing, my brother and my sister. A lot of what we do or don't do 
in the kingdom depends on our level of revelation. A lot of what we do or don't do depends on our level of revelation. If we have little revelation, Jesus said like this, he that loves much, he that has been forgiven much, loves much. He that has been forgiven little, loves little. If we don't have much revelation, that's, a lot of stuff is not important to us. But as God opens our eyes more and begins to reveal and speak to us and and, and, and show us and, and, and share with us what's really going on, our level of accountability intensifies. Some of you all wonder, Apostle, why are you here like this every day preaching to my level of accountability? If I'm not here, woe unto me if I don't preach the gospel. Some of you are wondering why I'm preaching the gospel like this every day. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I be wondering what would be the case if I didn't preach the gospel. That's what I don't want to find out. So as our revelation intensifies, what we will do for the Lord will intensify. As you know more of what God wants you to do, he expects you to do more of what he wants you to do. Let me wrap it up, Saints. We had an hour, eight minutes. We're eight minutes, eight minutes over time. So they immediately left their nets. So I want to encourage you, leave your nets. Pick up Jesus' nets. Leave you the life that you want to live, nonsense life that you want to live, and pick up the great and awesome life that God wants you to live. The Bible says they, they immediately they left their nets and following him and followed him. Going from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father. Now, watch this. Now, these two young men were working with the daddy, working with their father. They were mending their nets. Jesus called. You say, Apostle, what were you trying to get us saying? When Jesus called, it overrides what parents is talking about. It overrides the family business. It overrides what mama and daddy say. It overrides what your government said. When Jesus talked, listen, Jesus' talk overrides, outweighs and override everybody else. Outweighs and override what husband talking about, what wife talking about, what children and family. And Jesus called to them. And look at what the Bible says. We're going to wrap this up, saying Immediately. They left the boat <laughs> and their father followed him. These disciples had the proper response to the call of God. My prayer for every one of you. Because, see, the question is how you respond. God is calling everybody. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. How are you responding to the call of God? These men were dropping their nets, leaving their jobs, leaving their day. These men was like, well, Jesus, we got to go. How are you responding to the call of God? 
Is that what makes the difference? And that's what will determine the level of blessings in your life. Let us respond well to the call of God. Let us be available for God to do with us anything he wants to do. You know, I, I, I let me close. I'm going to close. I'm going to close. But, uh, you know, years ago I was teaching school. I was also working as a mentor. had some businesses going on the side. Man, money was nice. Swimming pools, fancy cars. Oh, man, God was blessing. God was blessing. God was blessing. Pockets full of money. Just about all the time. Hey, I was making so much money doing different things that I had to keep about three thousand U.S. dollars on hand to pay the government back every year. About this time, I was because that was that was how much I owed the government because of all the money that I was making doing different things. All of a sudden, one day, the Lord said, "Let it all go." I was like, "What, Lord?" He had to say it again because I was like, hold, hold up now. Lord said, let it all go. I didn't know how the Lord was going to provide, what the Lord was going to do. Our only thing I knew was just to let it all go. And I let it all go. But God has been faithful. He has provided. Abraham said it like this of the Lord. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. What does you say, Apostle? What does that mean? Well, that means that when you get to where God wants you, God is going to provide what you need. Nah, don't be looking for God down in the camp of the Lord. Uh-uh. Abraham said, on the mountain of the Lord. When, when Now that I don't... It, when Moses, Abraham didn't know what sacrifice, you know, God was going to give until he just about killed his son. Abraham had been thinking, Isaac got to go. Isaac got to go. But when he lifted his hand to slay his son, the Lord told him, don't, don't, don't slay him. Look over there. Showed him a ram caught in the thicket. By his horn. The Lord was like that. That'll be the sacrifice. And Mo and Abraham named the place on the mountain of the Lord. It will be provided. So children of God, I want to encourage you. You get to where God wants you. Then look for the provision. Some of us looking for the provision back in the camp. Or we haven't even left home yet. And we're looking for the provision. God don't work like that. Get to where God wants you. God said, then I'll show you how I will provide for you. Praise the living God. God bless you, my beautiful brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, Bishop Abraham, I want you to take over for me one day and, and, and preach this word here. You and uh, Bishop Charles and uh, Bishop Isaac are the great men and women of God in here. God bless you. Thank you for, for supporting me in this work that God has called us to. Uh, hopefully we'll be having... Uh, as many great men and women of God are in here with us, I'm hoping we can have some different speakers 
uh, uh, from time to time as well. We need to uh, we need to talk about that. Saints, God bless each of you. Um, you know, we have some great uh, countries coming up that we are planning to visit, uh, the Lord willing. Uh, we want to visit uh, Kenya, um, Zambia, uh, Rwanda, and Uganda. Then uh, visit Ghana when we get back to over to West Africa. Ghana and uh, Sierra Leone, great places, great people of God. We are looking forward to uh, seeing you all again and and lifting up the name of Jesus. He, you know, as we lift him up, Jesus said, "I and if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me." So I want to encourage you, children of God. Let us lift him up. Let us keep lifting him up, and he'll keep drawing men and women unto him. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord bless each of you. Heaven smile on you. Um, we hope to see you uh, back at about uh, 6 p.m. for evening worship. Um, you know, if there are any questions or concern, feel free to ask, children of God. I don't know why we feel like you know, church, we can't ask no questions, and church leaders, we can't ask no questions. Ask, you know. Scriptures tell us, uh, seek, and we ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and we shall find. Knock, and the door. Ask, you know. We as as pastors, as bishops, apostles, elders, overseers, we're supposed to be like fathers in the house. That's what God revealed to me, that we're, we're supposed to be like fathers. In the house now, in the natural, your son ought to be able to ask you a question, shouldn't he? If your son or your daughter has a question, they ought to be able to ask you a question. Well, in the spiritual, we are like fathers. Congregation should come to us. It's better for them to come to us and ask questions, and we give them sound doctrine, than for them to go to the world and ask the world, and the world tell them something crazy. So let's encourage God's people to ask us. And we share with them what thus saith the Lord. God bless you, saints. I got to go now. I got to rest. I got to rest a little bit. But uh, again, I appreciate you all for coming out. I pray the Lord bless you and that you have a prosperous and a um, blessed day. And the Lord willing, we'll see you all in a few hours. God bless you, saints. And heaven smile on each of you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.